Good evening, folks. Welcome back inside the Sacred Video Vault. This is your boy, JB. Eddie is away in New Orleans for the weekend doing some improv stuff, so we have a special guest host for you tonight from South Georgia, the one and only Caleb Bailey. Say hi to everyone, Caleb. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Caleb is in well, by... Good night. Yeah, Caleb is in via Skype. Uh, we worked together for about a... Well, how long did we work together? Like a year? Something like that? Yeah, it's a year. Yeah, all right. Uh, how's everything down south? Going good, man. I'm able to stay up late tonight because we got the week off from school. So <laughs> Nice, yeah. I'm, hit, I'm hitting the road myself tomorrow. Six hours in the car. Not really looking forward to that. Yeah, where are you going? Vermont, uh, where, uh, where the lady and her family are. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so Caleb is here because much like uh, our friend Eddie, he is a huge pro wrestling fan. Probably bigger than I am. Uh, you, you used to wrestle at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I did a little bit um, my junior and senior year of high school. Yeah, for like the little... I started messing with me, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're here to talk Survivor Series, which just ended at this point about uh, 20, 30 minutes ago. One of the big four, Raw versus SmackDown, the battle for brand supremacy. So before we get into the card, Caleb, in one word, describe the show. Better than last year. Better. That's more. Better. All right. Yeah, because I agree with that. Because last, because I was saying to a, to a friend who I had over watching the show, 2014 Survivor Series. Even though there, even though there wasn't much going on, if Team Cena lost, he and all the guys were fired. But if they win, the authority go, uh, goes away. Um, mm -hmm. Roman Reigns won the title at 2015, where you went. You were there live, and that show on the whole was terrible. Mm -hmm. Last year, okay, the brand splits back, so okay, there really is something on the line. And this year, they just kind of did it all over again. Like, yeah. like it, it, I, I described it uh, to my friend. It's, it's like uh, the sequel to a real to like a, a decent enough movie that's just that's just like it doesn't quite have it. So you thought it was better than last year? I thought it was worse. I think it was better than last year because if you look at the matches as a whole, it's a lot of matches that a lot of fans have been asking for for a long time. Oh, in, ter in terms of match quality, yes, it was better. Match quality yes. was great. Match quality was yes. great. The finishes were uh, hit or miss. But uh, the crowd was great. Texas is a great place to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good because I think the city of Houston's still pretty excited from just not a month ago, not even two weeks ago when they won the World Series. Yeah, with the Astros. So I think you're still excited from that. So just having another big event like this come in. So. Absolutely. So let's get right to the card. So we first off, two-hour pre-shows, even for a big four, that's too much. It's way too much. Yeah, I mean the the pre-show doesn't even doesn't even need to be an hour long. You can do that maybe half an hour. Yeah, because like mean, even for WrestleMania, even for WrestleMania, two hours is too long. Yeah, because no, because yeah, Shawn Michaels, great stories. Nobody wants to listen to Jerry Lawler prat on and on and on and on. He's no. take him out to pasture. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I love Jay, I love Jerry Lawler, but it's just you know it's his time. his time is up. Yeah, yeah, he he's. We're, I'm very grateful and thankful for what he's done for this business. Mm. In terms of his value currently, he's not that good on commentary anymore. He's he's great for, I guess, Hall of Fame panels is what is what yeah. you could call it. But in terms of being an analyst, he's no, just no. I'd rather have Lita, honestly. Who? Lita. Yeah, I like I, I like Lita. I mean, I don't know. I, I really like having Lita on that 
or like when she's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so right into the pre-show, um, Elias versus Matt Hardy, and uh, I'm not sure how to feel about Elias because when he was the Drifter Elias Samson down in NXT, all right, it was kind of a unique look, kind of a unique gimmick, just this random guy with a guitar. Now I feel like you remember when The Rock did that bit in Sacramento where he just trashed the city. Yeah, he just jumped out there and just. Yeah, I mean, because what Elias did with with Houston, okay, it was a little more clever than that. But how how many more times can we put this guy out when the lights when the lights are off? All of a sudden, he's in the middle of the ring, sings a song. Who wants to walk with Elias? And because I I heard a rumor they were thinking of putting him with Cena to to help put him over, and then they were going to have him do something with Finn Balor. I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I, mean, I, I liked him at first, and I and it's like I think the walk with Elias thing can get over, but they're not doing it correctly. I think it really killed him at TLC. The throwing vegetables at him. Oh yeah, that was. We'll, we'll touch on Jason Jordan in a minute, but yeah, uh, just. But he, he had a decent enough match with Matt Hardy tonight. Hardy, obviously, he's just trying to stay fresh while Jeff is out recovering from shoulder surgery. Uh, they keep teasing the broken gimmick. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see it, especially with Vince feuding with the Bullet Club. It it's dead in the water. Yeah, it it's not going to happen. Sad. If they were, it, if it was going to happen, it needed to happen at at least SummerSlam. But then Jeff gets hurt. Yeah. Damn. Now it could it could still happen because for all we know, Jeff could you know all of a sudden develop Cena healing powers. Yeah. And then all of a and then all of a sudden he's back and. And something happens, and all of a sudden, their brother Nero and Broken Matt again. I'm not optimistic. I, I just don't see. It. I just. I think the hype for it died maybe a month or two after after WrestleMania. Yeah, because I was at WrestleMania when they arrived, and and like there, there's, I I show friends pictures I took on my phone from where I was sitting, and they say, "Oh, why don't you have the Hardys?" And I say, "Because I was too busy screaming, and the ground was legitimately shaking, because that's how much the crowd popped." And now all of a sudden, okay, they're just a couple of dads. Or they're a nostalgia act. Yeah. Former Raw Tag Team Champions, mind you, but there's not much more they can do after this, even if Jeff yeah. comes back. Moving on, we got uh, the Cruiserweight Championship, Enzo Amore versus Kalisto. For what it's worth, even though the Cruiserweight division has been very stale in the year plus that it's been around, Enzo, yeah. Enzo Amore is injecting life into it slowly but surely. Enzo's... Doing a good job with it, and I kind of hope they keep the UK guys. I'm not saying keep you know, yeah, uh, Tyler Dunn or Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate around, but maybe keep like Mar- I would love to see Mark Andrews or Trent Seven and Enzo go at it. Yeah, yeah, and um, they already, they got Rockstar Spud coming too. That would be good. No, no, no. He he signed. Rockstar Spud is signed. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and even though this segment it was. This, this fight, rather, even though it was eight minutes, 45 seconds long, not much straight home about Enzo comes out like the like the like, like his music hits. He comes out wearing what can only be described as a boxer's robe. So he's saying, even though I'm an asshole, I'm a fighting champion. And he cuts this great promo. He says, oh, uh, you want to talk about beef, Kalisto? I'm going to make beef stew out of you, even though you're chicken. And when I'm done frying that chicken, I'm going to be the only Chick-fil-A open on Sundays. I mean, he can talk. Yeah. I mean, his whole gimmick is, is he can't wrestle, but he can talk. Yeah. That's like, the, it, the, the best part of the whole thing was was Kalisto screwing up his 
flip over the ropes thing and yeah. just getting hung up there and just, I don't know, it was just like, it was crazy. It was yeah, funny. Yeah, I mean, because let's talk about the future of the Cruiserweight division because you've got, because despite the division being very stale, Enzo is A, a great heel champion, and B, he actually has some great talent around him. Drew Gulak is, is getting better. I can't find enough good things to say about Ari Davari, who constantly tweets me back. I've got, I mean, Mustafa Ali is, is on the up and up. I love Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali is, yeah, I, I don't watch 205 Live much, but like if I see he's part of the highlights, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and watch the episode. Because there, there is potential within the Cruiserweight division. I mean, they brought them back for a reason. The Cruiserweight Classic, you and I both watched it. A lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll finally bring Kota Ibushi over. Maybe they'll, um, the, the Chinese kid whose name escapes, maybe they'll, maybe they'll bring him in. Mm-hmm. But, like, the potential is there. It's just a matter of execution. I and mean, then you're finally starting to see these guys get their own respective gimmicks. You have uh, Drew Gulak, who's becoming very corporate. Noam Dar, who's kind of dropped the Scottish supernova, but now he's just wrestling. Mm. And... On top of that, Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan are phenomenal. I think I think a Rich Swan heel turn would do wonders for the division. That would I, I think I think they really need to hit more on Cedric Alexander. I think he needs to have the title at some point. Not right this moment, but I think he needs to enter into a program with Enzo. Yes. Some kind of feud. And then if you want to have Rich Swan turn heel, those two in a right. because. Because the, the thing about Rich Swan right now, because yes, he's a former cruiserweight champion. Um, this is going to sound terrible. I look at him, and I, I feel that he's just a watered down Kofi Kingston, circa two thousand nine. Yeah, I mean, okay, he, he's like, I can dance, I have a lot of fun, I smile a lot, I make weird faces, and for all I know, maybe Neville could come back. It, I don't know. Apparently, like rumor rumor has it, they're talking a return. I mean, I was really looking forward to his face run after Enzo low blowed him, but. Mm. It's it's just a matter of unrealized potential that shouldn't go to waste. Plain and I, simple. I think, I think what they should do with the with the I, I know two hundred five lives a thing, and they have their own separate brand. But I think having them maybe start even getting to some feuds with some regular show guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because benefit. Yeah, because I mean, you ha- I mean Enzo especially. You had him. Uh, in a, in a ladder match at WrestleMania with Big Cass. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio, even though he was the Cruiserweight Championship, he won the Royal Rumble. So I, I understand that you don't want to you don't want to injure these guys. You don't you want to protect them, but you don't also don't want to handle them with the kiddiest of kid gloves, you know? You don't I think uh, I think people will kind of see the Cruiserweight division as more of they're trying to be too hard to beat the X division, but even still the X division and TNA, you still had guys like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Chris Saban yeah. go after the world title, Austin Aries. You had those guys go after the world title and they proved that you can be a champion if you're a little guy, but as long as Vince is in control, little Yeah, guys and speaking of Austin Aries, I mean ever since it's come out just why he left the company over mm-hmm. over over not being on the WrestleMania DVD, because that, that's a lot of money that's gone. Yeah. Yeah, because Right now, you've got so many smaller guys out there. You've got the Young Bucks, who are feuding with Vince over the Too Sweet thing. You've got uh, Rey Mysterio can even come back once Lucha Underground's done. you got Ricochet, who's teasing, a, who's teasing a, a debut in the company, who will personally, like, you've seen him in Lucha Underground. I've seen him in Lucha Underground. You've seen him 
oh, he's Prince Puma in Lucha Underground, but you saw his match with Will Ospreay. And, and Austin Aries, who is a legend, mind you, a legend in the, in the pro wrestling business, he is willingly stepping away from the company where he had a WrestleMania match, had a few, had very good matches with Neville over the DVD. What kind of message is that sending to these smaller dudes all over the world who are like, no, don't go to WWE because they're going to screw you? Oh, yeah. And even still, how many times have we seen the Cruiserweight Championship on the pre-show? Now, mind you, sometimes the, the title match, that title match does deserve to be on pre-show. Tonight, it wouldn't have fit in the main card. But at WrestleMania, Austin Aries and Neville, they had one of the best matches of the night. Yeah, I mean, like because I, I got there early with my crew, with Eddie, with Eddie and a couple other people. And we knew, okay, this is probably on the pre-show. We'll see how it goes. And I went thinking, okay, I'll watch, I'll watch it for maybe five minutes. If, if it's nothing going on, then I'll, I'll run and get a beer or something. Watch the yeah. entire match. Great spots all around. Neville's heel work at his finest. I, my, I'm just so sad that they, A, kept it off the WrestleMania DVD, like, e- even if it was just going to be a bonus feature or like a deleted yeah. scene. And now you've lost two of the best guys from that division just because of something so small. And yeah. and in doing so, you know, no one's going to want to say it, but the cruiserweight division, it could be on its deathbed. Yeah, it. it I mean, bar, barring a major debut or swerve. Yeah. But what major debut could you have? I mean, other than bringing back Mysterio or I don't know. Or, or Spud or Ricochet or, or any or anybody. I mean, yeah. Honestly, I mean, maybe bring Tajiri back for a hot minute. Maybe, maybe throw all the money in the world at Kota Ibushi. I don't know. I mean, something. Maybe it's Zack Saber Junior. But I mean, yeah, we've seen him. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. It, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. To quote our president, sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so next up, this is this was a surprise um, onto onto the pre-show. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Breezango. Now, even though this match was very mediocre, I do appreciate them using Owens and Zayn in the midst of their of their heel run, especially Zayn's heel run, because the rumors about heat backstage inspired that they gave him something to do on the show and yeah. and kept him in the public eye, had him cut a promo, kind of trashing <clears throat> Shane McMahon. I I thought it was the right move, uh, yeah. e- even if you fed Brizango to him and Brizango, who are as over as can be, despite being pretty much the village people of WWE. I mean, I don't really know where you really go with Owens and Zayn from here. I mean, maybe, maybe you put him in the tag title picture. Maybe you gave one of them a push. I mean, what do you think? Well, I think, I think they were on the main, the, the, the pre-show and with that match, because they said in the promo, we don't need to be fighting the guys like these. We need to be in the main card. We should, we deserve to be there. And that sets up what happens later on in the show. I don't know where they're going to go. We'll get more of that later, but I don't know where they're going to go with that. Are they going to just have them to run roughshod on the main event scene? Are they going to go after the tag titles? Because I would love to see Usos versus Sami Zayn and Owens, but I don't know what they're going to do. Are they just going to continue beating up Shane McMahon? I mean, there's time. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan versus them, too. Yeah, there, there's time because next, the next, the next pay-per-view for SmackDown is Clash of Champions, which is in four weeks. Yeah. Thank God, only one pay per view per month up until Mania, from what I'm hearing. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to have two now. 
Yeah, because Owens and Zayn, they're they're doing what they're going to do. Zayn, I think, is... he's Because he was very hipstery to begin with, now he's kind of acting sort of smugly pretentious in his current role. I mean, he's cutting some of the best promos of his career from what I've seen instead of just being, hey, I'm the fun dude with the beard and, and the crazy music. I mean, I mean... What was that? And the grandpa clothes. <laughs> Speaking of, you see a uh, Samoa Joe at a NXT takeover last night. It looked like he ate Sami Zayn and then yes. just put his clothes on. With that hat and everything. Yeah, like the jacket. Uh, and Brizango, yeah. this is just something to keep him busy because we we know that on SmackDown in two days, the Bludgeon Brothers are going to come out and just destroy them. Yeah. Cannot wait for that gimmick. I mean. But it almost seemed like because I don't think they really like packaged them as the Bludgeon Brothers last Tuesday. I, I just hope they just don't go back to being Harper and Rowan. Yeah, because because you you saw as, as well as I did on the UK tour, they were just coming out as Harper and Rowan to Harper's old music. Yeah, which is fine. But these this Bludgeon Brothers, I mean, you you would know this better than I do because you actually watch the show. I was as uh, Eddie came over to watch SmackDown because folks, I'll be I'll be honest with you, those listening at home. Um, Eddie comes over to my house to record at least once a week, winds up, winds up crashing on the couch, and we usually watch SmackDown. And I turn to him right as the, after the first Bludgeon Brothers um, vignette, and this is where you come in, Caleb. I looked at it, and I thought, this is Walking Dead. It's great. Basically. Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah, the Walking Dead, or th- that is basically the Walking Dead, and they're, they're almost like just walking around killing people. I mean, yeah, it, it's walking down this like almost post-apocalyptic boondocks world where you're just kind of like claiming whatever territory you can in the woods, fashioning weapons out of rocks, trees, branches, anything you can get your hands on. And then you got and then pretty much anyone who steps on you, you like walk over, give them about two seconds to explain themselves or else you bash their heads in. Yeah. Now, like I've said, I've never seen Walking Dead. I think I've seen maybe five minutes of one episode and I couldn't even tell you what happened on it. I need to binge it on Netflix seriously. But, yeah, they just got that vibe. And with, and with the hammers, that's a merchandising goldmine just waiting to happen. Same with the hoods, because I don't know about you, if I'm a kid watching it at home, seeing these vignettes, I'm like, oh, my God, I want one of those hammers. I'm going to go around and chase my brother with it, chase my sister with it, smack shit all over the place. And then oh, you... Yeah. They, the foam, you sell a foam hammer or a plastic hammer and give them a hood and just... That's that's a Halloween costume waiting to happen. Yeah, ten year old kid out there. Yeah, like and even adults would enjoy it too. I have a Loot Crate yeah. subscription. There's random crap all over my house. I would buy one of those and put it on my wall. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Take take my money, please. Shut yes. up and take my money. Um, but yes. yeah, so that that's up that's up next for Brizango. Hopefully, they can actually get the Wyatts over this time and use them properly, as opposed to just have them be jobbers to the stars. Because, like, I'm, I was kind of bummed out when I found out Harper was going heel again because I was really enjoying his face run around about six months ago. I mean, well, I think his face run was killed when he lost the Battle Royal to AJ Styles, but yeah, we won't talk about that. Yeah, he should have he been in the championship match. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but now we're going to move on to the main card, opening the show after a great package, uh, talking about Under Siege. What better way to pop the crowd than open up with the New Day, who I will watch these people again and again and again. They are so much fun. They yeah, are never, get- never, never get old. I mean, Xavier Woods cuts a great promo. Big E has got 
so much personality. Kobe Kingston is just a big old goofball. I mean, because you've had tag teams before who they worked well together in the ring, but you never really understood or, or really knew what they were like away from the ring. It's very obvious. These three guys are like brothers. These guys love spending time together. They love they love being with each other. They love bouncing ideas off of one another. Yeah, I mean, they're they are they're great together. They are perfect together. And if you watch any of Austin or uh, Xavier Woods' YouTube channel, you know that they just genuinely like each other and they genuinely like being around each other. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that they're they're it's pretty much if um the kids from Stranger Things were a uh, were a tag it's, team. Yes, that would that would be interesting. Yeah, and that, that's that's why they're they're with the Usos was so good because it was it was the the nerds versus the bullies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like you could ha- you could have these guys wrestle for for argument's sake, let's say another five to six years, they won't win another title ever again. They might they might even be part of the job squad for maybe a year of that, and fans will still get so excited when Big E makes the announcement that they're coming out. There's it's always going to be a pop. Yeah, even if they you know, lack of a better term, did turn heel again. People are, they're never going to be able to, they're going to be never going to be accepted as a heel team ever again. Well, that, that's what, that's what, um, I was talking to, to a friend about this tonight, like a friend I had over to watch. Um, cause you, you'll notice Xavier Woods has been wrestling a lot more as of late cause they're, they're obviously trying to protect Kofi cause you know, he had bone spurs earlier this year and those are tricky when it comes to healing. Yeah. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be shocked that they were gear if they were gearing up Xavier Woods for an eventual heel turn because he he's a great in ring worker, a what, probably one of the best athletes. Most un- go ahead. He's the most talented of those three. I mean, absolutely gifted. Yeah, he he's he's highly underrated. Uh, he, even like though he's had some goofy gimmicks, you know, when he was Austin Creed in a yeah. in NXT or on the indie scene. Um, just he's. Because I, I floated the idea towards you a couple of years ago. Hey, how about uh, you get the New Day? Because remember when they, when they first kind of debuted and disappeared for a while? They were kind of yeah. do, doing this whole Malcolm X sort of thing. They could easily turn heel and become the new nation. Yeah, I mean, and I thought that I think that's what everybody thought they were going to originally be. And then all of a sudden they come out there, you know, preaching and singing with the choir. Yeah, and, and, then, they're, and then they're pretty much cheerleaders. It. Yeah. People yeah. hated it. Yeah, I, I remember. New day sucks. New day sucks. Yes. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, hated that. They did hate it, right? And rightfully so. It wasn't good. I mean, I mean, how it, it was pretty much. This is gonna, this is going to sound awful. It was Black Spirit Squad. That's what it was. Yes. No, I, I completely agree with you. But the thing with that is, is they embraced embraced the hate. Yeah. And just ran with it and said, okay, we're going to troll you guys while you're trying to troll us. Turn and heel. all of a sudden, okay, we'll, 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 we'll take it. We don't care. Yeah. We'll take it. And then all of a sudden, everybody started loving them. Yeah. And as a result, they, all of a sudden, they kind of went from coasting in, in traffic, right into the fast lane, foot on the gas, uh, multi-time tag team champs. And now, fast forward to tonight, they are in a six-man tag with, with The Shield. Yes, and if you're ever in, if you're ever in a six man match, or if you're in a tag match, or in a match with three former world champions, three guys who are, well, Roman Reigns is going to end up being the guy eventually when he wins the title back. Yeah, Rollins, one of the best ones on the card, and Ambrose is just Ambrose. Yeah, those three guys, and you can elevate yourselves to that level. 
you're going to have a good match and it's going to look good for you win or lose. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. there, there were so many false finishes in this match. I mean, you had you had Biggie kind of like kind of mooning. I think it was Ambrose or Rollins uh, yeah. when they were when they were down, and then. Yeah. And also, Roman was was going for the spear. All of a sudden, ooh, ah, and Biggie grabs him by the leg and pulls him out. I mean, this is the yeah. like the big the biggest dog in the yard, the guy who mm-hmm. retired the Undertaker. And Biggie's going, I don't give a rat's ass who you are. Get out of the ring. I'm going to beat you. Yeah. And then and then Kobe Kingston showing some of his best in ring work ever since he came back from injury. Xavier Woods doing some frog splashes. Just oh god, I for I, super electric chair thing that they did. Yeah. Kingston jumps off the top, and then Austin, or constant, or, God, what, Xavier Woods just—I don't know how—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a strong joker holding up Kingston and Big Eli. Like that yeah, like, that was like shows of strength because because everyone pops when the Shield lifts up the tri- lifts up for the triple power bomb because you got mm-hmm. you got Roman Reigns who's the biggest out of all of them doing doing most of the work, but then. Set, but then Seth and um, and Dean are helping kind of distribute the weight evenly, and everyone pops because it's a great looking spot. But then you got that mm. double electric chair that we saw tonight, and the crowd pops even harder for that. Because because mm. I'm not gonna lie, I went into this match with low expectations because I'm thinking, okay, six man tag match. This this closes out Raw every single week. We've seen this kind of match a thousand times. How good can it be? And as they say in the industry, they tore the house down. Yeah, it was it was it was a great match to open the show. Yeah, they gave him that. They gave him. Yeah, they gave him twenty minutes. It certainly didn't feel like it. It had. It was. I I don't want to say it was like a WrestleMania quality match, but they came pretty damn close. Yeah, I would have. I would have enjoyed this match on any other show, and even even maybe a WrestleMania match. I don't think it would have been twenty minutes long on WrestleMania, but no, of course not. But um, it, it apparently, um, I've, I, apparently, someone said on Twitter they were still chanting, "You still suck! You still suck!" It rains, which okay, you could say what you want about them, but the fact of the matter is, is that with this Shield reunion has done wonders for all three of those guys. Because Rollins even and, with Roman being out for two weeks, yeah, for a month. yeah, because Rollins and Ambrose they were ridiculously over as the tag team champions before losing them to a to the Bar, who we'll get to in a minute. Roman Reigns, okay, he's still kind of being shoved down our throats. They put him in that angle with the Miz, then he got sick, and then him coming back, he's with the Shield brothers, cutting the promo, saying, "No, no, no, we want the New Day." They're making him look like a real fighting champion. They kind of dropped his sense of entitlement. I mean, he was like, "No, no, I'm part of a team again. This isn't just for me. This is for these guys too." Yeah. Now I don't know how much longer they can roll this because you know because you know we're headed down we're headed down an eventual road towards um, Ambrose eventually turning heel on Rollins. And having that storyline come full circle three years later, yeah. But uh, it's it's happening. Uh, on the whole, great way to open the show. I I will rewatch this again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not a match of the year candidate, mind you, but like I said, it came pretty close. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say any matches match of the year candidate. No, not tonight. tonight. No, but it was. It, but that was a very good match to open up, and it's just kind of like you had. The Shield running things from 2014 to 2000, or from 2013 to 2015 when Rollins turned 14. heel. 14. No, that was 14. Okay, 2014 when he turned heel, and then the New Day comes along and they kind of take over as the new faction, and they, you know, 484 days, however long they held the titles. Yeah, north of a year. Yeah, so I mean, it's over a year, almost two, so. Yeah, uh, but then after that, we get our first 5-on-5 five five elimination match. We got Raw's ladies versus SmackDown's ladies. I thought the way that they booked Asuka in this match was great, but 
the pacing of the match just felt so weird to me. I don't know about you, but that that's it how was, I felt. It, it, it seemed like they didn't give him a lot of time. Uh, well, they gave him 18 and a half minutes. Okay. Yeah, so it was a, it was a very fast movie, 18 and a half minutes, because when whenever you have an elimination match, everything moves kind of quicker. Yeah. Uh, but Becky Lynch getting eliminated first. Uh, that, that disappointed me so much, because you have Asuka. You wanted Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't happen. And now they're just going to make us wait for it. Yeah, they're going to make us wait for it. Maybe maybe Becky gets traded to Raw in the next Superstar shakeup. I don't know. But first off, Alicia Fox, like, no reason she should have been team captain for Raw. Like, she didn't even match. Yeah, they should have had Paige. Simple as yeah. that. Uh, or anybody. Or, or call someone up from NXT just, just, for, just for a one-off. I was disappointed that we didn't get Nikki Bella or Paige because – after Tuesday, you didn't really know who they didn't really make an official announcement that Natalia was going to swap with Charlotte. Yeah, they left it up to everyone's speculation, and then oh, Natalia's music hits. It's like oh, okay. Yeah, well, well, Shane also wrote wrote on Twitter about it um, like a day or so oh. ago. But yeah, that that was that was the that was the weird move. Um, I don't know. It was a fine match. I mean, Bailey had some nice spots. Nia Jax, I mean, I, I don't understand why she didn't eliminate anybody, because they're building her up as this monster, but then they kind of take her down several notches. Nia Jax is, I mean, I wish they would do more with her. She should have already had the title by now. Yeah, Nia Jax is Bull Nakano 2.0, and, yes. I, and it, it bothers me to no end that people don't realize that. She's yeah. this, she's so big, she's got like... Like she's part of like the that famed Samoan family, the Fatus and the and the Anawais. So she's got that she's got that pedigree. She's got the look. Her theme song pops the crowd. And in NXT, like just some of the squash matches she had just were unbelievable. And you yeah. could you could build her up as as that on the main roster. I mean, when, on the night of the, the WWE draft last year, when they announced her name, I got really excited. And now she's pretty much um, on the mid card for the ladies. And she's no, just she's just there. Yeah, she's there. She left the company over it. Yeah, yeah she so, and, I mean, and and she's back now. But like when when you're the blood relative of one of the most beloved superstars in the history of the company, and I'm talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, there is a certain level of pull and respect that comes with that. Yes, and they're not treating her as such, and it's it bothers the hell out of me. And even with The Rock telling her, hey, do what you got to do. Yeah, if you want to leave, leave. Because if she leaves, she's going to be a huge star wherever she goes. Yeah, she, she could go to New Japan, TNA, anywhere tomorrow and become the champion like that. Yes. And then have the lengthiest reign on the planet. Because she deserves yeah, because, it. Because she she would be, essentially, she would be Awesome Kong. Yeah. Outside of, outside of WWE, she would be that person. She, yeah. Yeah, I now, understand it. She's athletic. She's huge. She can work a match. She's proved that with her and Bailey. Now, now the good now the good things about this match because because this match was not an absolute snooze fest. It wasn't god awful. The good things about this match: a, you made Tamina Snuka look like a monster. Gave her a proper build up. Made her look great. I yeah. I think she's a highly underrated talent. She got the superfly splash in there. She just, she got a super kick in. She had some great spots, and I think that they're. They're kind of doing a good job, kind of making her Lady Rusev with Lana. Yeah. So maybe I mean, and I, I didn't really think it would work with her and Lana, but it kind of does, just because they're they're, they're she, polar opposites. She, is, she doesn't speak. 
you know, you know she's kind of like Russo. Like you said, she's the Lady Russo. She doesn't speak. She doesn't. She can't really talk. Just let Lana talk for her, and then Lana can get involved in matches where she needs to get involved. Yeah. And the second thing that was great about this match was just how they booked Asuka. Because Asuka came up, Asuka forfeited the NXT Championship after SummerSlam because of her broken collarbone. She mm. debuted at TLC to a great match with, with the now-departed Emma, who's mm. probably on the indie scene somewhere right now. And, and the thing about Asuka is that she has not lost. She has not been pinned or tapped out. And so you had her come at a disadvantage going up against uh, Natalia and Tamina, and she got not one but both of them to tap out. That was that was huge. To it, to be the sole survivor, period, is huge. But to make a former NXT champion or a former women's champion who's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame someday with Natalia, make her tap out, and you also made Tamina Snuka tap out yeah. with different moves, the armbar and the and, Oscar lock. Yeah. It that was, shows that there's going, they're putting a lot of stock into Oscar, and they should. Absolutely. And then when Kyrie Sane eventually gets called up, that's that's only gonna like add even more fuel to the fire because they're former tag team partners. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, next up, we had the the battle of the mid card belts. You had U.S. Champion Baron Corbin against Intercontinental Champion The Miz with The Miz, Taraj, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. Uh, this match left me wanting so much more because these two were going at it on Twitter in the days leading up. Miz basically cut a face promo telling Corbin, "Hey." Leave my wife and unborn child out of this, or I'll rip your effing head off. I and oh man, it, 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 I knew I knew since this match was next because they weren't going to let Raw go up to a three zero. Of course not. The seven matches on the card, so I knew Corbin was going to win. But and for what it's worth, Corbin needs the win more. Yeah, he does need the win more, but it's just like I can't believe in Corbin anymore. Yeah. But I also don't think Miz needs to be the IC champion anymore. I think he needs a. He deserves a shot at the WWE Championship again. Yeah, because ever since the brand split, Miz has been having a career-changing trajectory for the better. He has... People still hate The Miz. People still hate The Miz. But and you're, and you're going to so hate The Miz because he's, he's such a prick on the mic. Yes. But, but he's doing what he's supposed to do. Exactly. Like he, he's cutting the best promos of his career... That bit he had with Daniel Bryan where he, he looked right in the camera on Talking Smack, got real close up, was holding the belt up saying, this is mine, turning purple. Yeah. The, the best promo of his career. Then he, then he had to shoot promo after SummerSlam this year. It's, I, I understand that his IC, his IC reign has to come to an end in the very near future. Like, yeah. there, he, shouldn't, he should not have the belt by WrestleMania. There are plenty of people on Raw's roster. I mean, if you could get Aleister Black to be called up from NXT and just go in there and just kind of not even say a word to him. Yeah. that The, the crowd would pop so hard. Just go in there, kick him in the face, and win the title. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you could have him ultimate warrior. He could be the ultimate warrior to the Miz's honky-tonk man. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, and and this was just strange because Miz was, cause Miz was, was the face in this match. He was he was the baby face, and he'll probably go right back to being the the arrogant Hollywood heel tomorrow with the Miztourage, and he'll probably just call out Baron Corbin. Someone will come out just to slap him. We'll see. Um, the match. Talk about Jason Jordan over again. Yeah, I I don't know. Like Jason Jordan can actually move. Just don't let him. Just don't have him talk. Yeah. It's just ugh. anyway. 
I mean, Corbin, I understood that what he said at the end, but it was just, yeah. And you want to you you elevate the U.S. title because, you know, because thank God WWE is starting to actually acknowledge WCW. Yeah. yeah, in recent months, which we'll get, which we'll get to, we'll, we'll tack that on at the end. Um, but then next up, we had match of the night that we both agreed on: Usos versus the Bar Cesaro and Sheamus. Anything with the Usos in it is going to be the match of the night, bar none, pun intended. Yeah, Usos are the tag team of the year. They need. I, I don't think they're going to win it for PWI, but if they don't win a Slammy for tag team of the year, there's something wrong. Yeah, it's just because they they turned heel very early this year. They kind of dropped the face paint, like the Samoan Hakabit, and they pretty much became this very 90s rap Boys in the Hood team. And just, oh, God, like every time the music comes on right now, I get so excited. They've got They've got the exact same moveset. Nothing's really changed except their look. Because their in-ring work is still exactly the same. They've got they've got the super kicks. They've got the Uso splash, mm. and it's it's working tremendously. Except now people give a shit. Yeah, I mean, they are. People are gonna be, I, I'm going to get heat for this, but they are what Crime Time should have been ten years ago. You're absolutely right. They sh- they are what Crime Time should have been, and they should just beat up people, beat up people because we can. Yeah. Yeah, because like we talked about them earlier about um, oh uh, with New Day, it's the nerds versus the bullies. Mm. Like, welcome to the USO Penitentiary. Yeah, and ever since changing their theme music just so that uh, there's actually an actual rap underneath it, and it opens with USO. It's and it still keeps it, it still reflects like, hey, we're still Samoan, <clears throat> no matter what you think, we're still Samoan. <laughs> yeah, and like, and we're gonna kick your face several times over. I mean, it, I, I, that's why I, you've heard me say several times, when is Vince going to get off his high horse and sign the Jackson Brothers so we can finally get Usos versus the Young Bucks? I don't, I don't think they're ever going to leave. I, they're never going to leave, but that, that, that's a dream match. As long as Vince is alive. Yeah, it's just... Oh, God. And Cesaro and Shame is just like, they're, they're pretty much... Oh, God, I, I tweeted something about them that was really funny earlier, tonight, but I can't remember. It's been, like just the the look on Sheamus's face when they lost the match. It was just like, eh, okay, yep, that happened. Just he knew he'd been in a fight. And he knew he was beat. He yeah. and he and Cesaro. I mean, because they had that best of seven ma- those best of seven series around this time last year became a tag team. And I, I don't know how much longer they can go on, but just their their in ring styles complement each other so well. Sheamus loves kicking people in the face and just punching them and brawling. And Cesaro, not, not to sound like Bret Hart right now, is a, is probably the best technical wrestler in the company. Oh, no, no doubt. He is, for his size, being 6'4", six, 6'5", six, however big he is. He's a big dude. The way he, the way he, yeah, and he's able to move the way he does, it's insane. And they complement each other very well. And like you said, I don't know how much longer they can go on as a tag team. And they're what now three time tag team champions in the course of not even a whole year yet, or just about a year. And but the thing is, who do you have next for them? Um, the the revival can't stay healthy. Right. You know, it's, if it's not Dash, it's Dawson. They cannot stay healthy. Gallus and Anderson are probably on their way back to Japan soon. Yeah, um, easily. Matt and Jeff, we don't know what's going to happen with them, but nobody wants to see them as champions anymore. Who's next? 
what you're going to have to do, you're going to have maybe Rollins and Ambrose do something and that, and they try to make another run and that, and that does, they, they head down the, a similar road as, I don't know, let's say Gargano and Champa. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. call maybe you call up authors of pain. I mean, and I, I, and I would like to see that. I mean, and authors of pain, they're coming up. Yeah. And if, if the Bludgeon Brothers are going to be a thing on SmackDown, the you know, authors of pain will be on Raw. It only makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, or maybe um, I, again, I don't know, because like the tag team division is so shallow, not just in WWE, but but around the world, because because save for the save for the young bucks who, like you said, aren't going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, who else are you going to bring over? There are not many people you can do. I mean, and and they're not really building anybody else up in NXT that they can bring up other than Offer of Pain. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah, because 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 Fish and Gargano are not ready. Let, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, I mean, not Gargano, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle like, O'Reilly and, and Fish, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, and Bob, and Bob, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, the entire undisputed era, era they're going to be down in NXT for a minimum six months. They'll minimum. be there through WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you, you'll be able to debut some new guys. I mean, may, maybe. The, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Benjamin and Gable traded to Raw. I don't think that should happen. Maybe, maybe that will happen. I don't know. If, if they traded the club and Benjamin and Gable straight up, that changes the game entirely. Yeah. For, for the better on both ends. So. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with the Raw tag team scene. But for now, Cesaro and Sheamus are okay. And I hope yeah, they're, they're yeah, they, they don't just set the bar. They are the bar. And with yeah. the and this match tonight, even in defeat, they continue to raise that bar because there's so yeah. few there's so few people who can be on that level. Yeah, they're 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 too good. They're, yeah. They are they're they're good, but they need somebody else to help them even raise the bar even more. And that's where the authors of pain come in. Not yes. gonna, not going to what they debut tomorrow night, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, because Sandy's not ready yet. No, no. I mean, they're they're still the tag team champions, so they're not going anywhere. Right? Anymore. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we we've had NXT champions come up and join the roster before because we had Sasha Banks was the NXT Women's Champion when she debuted. Kevin Owens was the NXT Champion when he debuted. So it's not un, it's not unheard of for that to happen. No. But th- this is no. one case where it should not happen. No. End of discussion. They're not ready yet. I mean, may, and you, you we've got to see if they can work without Eric Young because I think Eric Young is going to eventually be by himself. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we'll, we'll touch on NXT in a minute, so let, let's move down. Let's continue to move down the card. Um, Before we move on to the bar and the Usos, I don't know if you saw the promo with was it Kathy Kelly or Charlie Russo, whichever one it is, and Paul Heyman. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, Paul Heyman's always funny. I mean, I, I tweeted out, I tweeted out a picture of Cartman from South Park, and I was like, "Hey guys, look! I found a picture of Heyman from third grade." And and it worked. Paul Heyman's so amazing. He's AJ Styles is phenomenal. AJ Styles is phenomenal. Hilarious. Yeah, because he is awesome. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Th- there's two pe- there's two people in the company who are un- in the history of, of pro wrestling who are untouchable on the mic. No, I'm sorry, three. You got Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, and Paul Heyman. Yes. End of discussion. And no, the, and and now that Dusty Rhodes, you got you got Flair and Heyman. Flair's had his health problems, so so. Hopefully he's around with us for several more years and has a very happy and healthy life going forward. But at some point, there's only going to be one guy, and then yeah. the bar you're not. No one's going to be able to clear that bar. No. I mean, not, not, maybe someone in the next five years will come along, but right now, nobody fucks with Paul Heyman. And no, nobody can touch Paul Heyman. He's 
amazing. Yeah. That's why he is with the biggest star, even though he's only around every few months, the biggest star in the company. Yeah. Bar. Easily. Moving on, we got the the women's champions. We got SmackDown Charlotte Flair against Raw's Alexa Bliss. This was, I mean, visually, this is a very interesting match because you got Charlotte Flair, who's, you know, she's very tall, statuesque, clearly like a, a strong athlete. And then you got Alexa Bliss, who's five feet of fury and just feisty as all hell. It, it was like the captain of the gymnastics team versus the captain of the cheerleading team. Yes, or the volleyball team. Yeah, yeah, like, either or. Uh, and you got just Charlotte Flair's supreme athleticism versus Alexa Bliss, just her never-say-die attitude. And like, even though Alexa Bliss was very clearly the heel in this match, she put up a great fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this is the best match on the card because it wasn't, and it's not the best women's match I've ever seen, but this match would not have been as good had it been Natalia and Alexa Bliss. Absolutely because not. Because they wouldn't have been able to tell a story in 12 minutes or however long they were in the ring. Yeah. They would not have been able to tell a story like Sasha or like Charlotte and... And Alexa did tonight. Yeah. And and uh, going forward, you, you know what's going to happen. Because um, you know that Paige is probably going to show up on either show and make a push for the title. Mm. And if and even if she... Do, and regardless... Whichever show she doesn't show up on, there's still plenty of ladies who can make, who can make her run the belt. Yeah. So it was, a fif- yeah. it was a good 15 minutes. And... Yeah, uh, we're going to see Alexa and Oscar. It's that, that's next up, I think. Yeah, so the Rumble, hands down. You do bring back up Paige and Charlotte. That would be great. Yeah, they always put on good matches. Yeah, and they oh god that 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 promo they had where um, where um, Paige pretty much mentioned Reed. Yeah, that was that wasn't cool, but like talk about heel heat. Yeah, it's 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 perfect heel heat, but like it's still kind of like oh don't do that again. Yeah, don't do it again. On the whole, though, great match. Not really much you can say about it. Cause no, you, it because it lived to it, it lived up to the expectations of. The four-day build. Yeah. Whatever it had. Next up, champion versus champion. Universal champion Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman against the WWE champion AJ Styles. I, I, I'm going to get heat for this. I don't get it with Lesnar anymore. He, he doesn't need, oh. he doesn't need a belt. Because like, like, oh, how many, I, I think about 2014 when Daniel Bryan had the belt and was hurt. Uh, Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H say, oh, WWE needs a fighting champion. And then they gave it to Cena. Okay, great. Who then gives it to Lesnar, who only shows up for the big four, give or take one or two more? Oh, no. Uh, I completely agree with you. Lesnar did not need this win. No. Lesnar Lesner does not need the champion. And like I said to you on Twitter, I'm sadly awaiting the day that Roman takes the belt from him at WrestleMania. Because that's going to happen. Yeah. The, there's there's no fighting. We, we, can, we can boo, cry, kick, and scream about it all we want. That's the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. And if it isn't, I'll be shocked. I will be honestly completely, utterly shocked. Like barring barring Roman Reigns, God forbid, tearing his ACL tomorrow, I don't see what else you do. No, he's not. Yeah, it's, that, that's that's that, that's the match that everybody doesn't really want to see, but it's going to happen. And I kind of lean a little bit more closure from WrestleMania 31. I mean, I love seeing Seth Rollins cash in. Yeah, but. I kind of want to see the ending of that match. Yeah, I want to. I want to see it happen. Where okay, it's Roman and Brock. That's it. Classic singles. You want to make it no holds barred? Go right ahead. All the yeah. better. But just have it so that if Brock Lesnar is going to be pinned clean, have him pinned clean for the belt. Yeah. yeah. There, like there's no other way for that. 
I mean, I, it, it was still a great match because Styles hitting multiple multiple forearms on Lesnar, taking out taking him out at the knees. You know, actually making Lesnar work a match. Yeah, I mean, in the whole exchange of the the clash countered into the F five, countered into the calf crusher. That was great, and it shows that AJ, even though he was getting his ass Yeah, he, he was getting tossed around like a rag doll. Eight minutes of the match, he was getting just manhandled. And then all of a sudden, he shows, okay, I, I'm, I'm still AJ Styles. I'm still able to whoop your ass no matter who you are. Yeah. And then finally, this is, because keep in mind, going forward, the, up until this point, the match quality was, mm. was top-notch. This yes. was, like, and... Including finishes, which are just a matter of personal preference. Heading into the main event, I thought, okay, this is a B plus pay per view, and the five on five Raw versus SmackDown match with all the men, it it went from a B plus to a B minus. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as good as it could have or should have been, even without the face offs that we wanted. We got Rude Triple H, we got Balor Nakamura. We got those face-offs that we that we've been wanting, but that's all we got. Yeah, like we had because it was it was Triple H and Vince McMahon burying the talent like they always do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was no reason that Shinsuke Nakamura shouldn't have had at least one elimination. Bobby Roode yep. deserved to at least to hit at least one glorious DDT. Yep. And Cena, he did his thing. <laughs> he he did he was the company man. Did what he needed to do. We got an RKO from Orton. Not even a single coast to coast from Shane McMahon. And that's not okay. Shane didn't get anything. He didn't even jump off the top rope. Really. And in that case, what was the point of having him in the match? You could have had you could have had AJ Styles in there and just had and just fed Jinder Mahal to Brock Lesnar. Everything would have been fine. Yeah, and I I I venture to say that I think this match would have been better than with Jason Jordan in the match. Yeah, because I would have liked to have seen like a world's greatest tag team father and son duo thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That would have been good. But it was just Triple H being Triple H. Yeah, and and the, the spot with putting Strowman through the table, that was great because it's always fun to see it's always fun to see a giant get get slain with the air quotes, even yeah. if it's just for a little bit. Kurt Angle still has it. I mean having him lock the get the ankle lock on uh on Cena. Yeah, and how about Cena no selling the ankle lock? It's Cena. He does it I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, Cena. Does it really surprise you anymore? Uh, yeah, it does because usually he's he's good at selling, but it's the ankle yeah. lock. And but then he just flat out he Jake the Snake Roberts level no sold this. Yeah, because like from Cena, where I'm used to seeing at least minimal stuff, and like I remember like I, one of my cousins used to put me in the ankle lock, and it actually hurt. It does hurt if yeah. you're doing it correctly. Yeah. Or if you're doing it incorrectly, it, it, it does hurt. And Kurt Angle, who's a, who's a gold medal winner with the broken freaking neck, you know he's probably doing it, doing enough so that it hurts a little bit. Yeah, but then Cena's cool. just there like, nope, I'm just, I'm here on my belly taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. And the thing, thank God, and this, and this is where I'm going to say thank God for Triple H because you have, you have him a screw angle, give yeah. Shane the rub in that regard. And then you think, oh, okay, maybe, maybe Triple H is going to turn face. Maybe he's going to go to SmackDown. All right, this looks, and then he screws Shane and then, and then, um, gets, gets his ass kicked by Strowman. That was such a weird ending to me because yeah, it was such a weird ending because he, he, he pedigrees Triple H screw or, or pedigrees angle 
screws him out of the match. And he's like, okay, Raw's going to lose this match and Angle's going to get fired and they're going to have to bring in a new GM or Stephanie and Triple H are going to take over. But then Please no. Just, just takes over, just, you know, just takes out Shane and matches over. And then you get a cool spot at the end with Strowman hitting two power slimes on Triple H. That was fun. That was cool. I love that. That was fun. And, like, if, and okay, if, if that's going to be your setup for Mania, Strowman versus Triple H... All right, I'm, I'm not going to complain about that match. I mean, that, that'll be fun to watch because we knew that's we because we knew that ever since SummerSlam, maybe even before then, a Strowman face turn was coming. It's going to come if it hasn't come already. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, for it my money, tonight was the face turn. End yeah. of story. Yeah. So, I mean, Strowman. I mean, I don't know how much longer you could do this monster among men gimmick, but the fact of the matter is that he. That move with Triple H, then just the furious on Triple H's eyes after the fact, where because you knew that because you knew that Strowman he wanted to be the last man standing, he wanted his moment, and he was there for his team. He really cared about no, no, no. We're Team Raw. Let's do this. And yeah, then, and I mean, then he, he did care about the team, but he still under you still understood that he wanted that you know he wanted to be the last guy standing. He wanted to be in the spotlight. So it's kind of like. Is he really just the monster, or does he really understand I'm worth a lot more than what you're giving me? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're running low on time. Before we go, before we uh, move on, um, on the whole, what did you think of the show? I, I thought if I had to give it a, a rating out of 10, I would give it around a 7.5, maybe an 8. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I'm closer to maybe like a 7 or a 7.5. But, yeah, I mean, because like the match quality was great in terms of what was on the card. But... But yeah, besides besides that, I don't I don't know what else they want. Or I mean, going going into the show, you knew it wasn't going to push any, it wasn't going to push any set up any new storylines. Of course not. Owens, yeah, Owens uh, Owens and Zayn and Shane. And yeah, Shane and, 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 and Owens and Zayn screwing Shane. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah that that could that should have gone another way where Shane was just put out of commission. They should have done it when he was the legal man. Yeah, I'd say they should have just had him fight out of the match. Out of the arena, have him get counted out. Yeah, and it's over. But all right, they did. So let's move on to a great show from the weekend: NXT Takeover War Games. We're going to talk. NXT. Yeah, and this can, NXT continues to raise the bar. Yeah, always. Yeah, uh, so we're going to run. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's run down the card real fast. Uh, Lars Sullivan defeating Cassius Ono in five minutes. I mean, Cassius Ono, he settled into this role of just putting guys over. It's a shame that he's not in, in Chris Hero shape. Yeah, uh, but Lars. I love Lars Sullivan. Yeah, Lars Lar- Sullivan. He kind of reminds me of Vladimir Kozlov plus like maybe like two thousand three Kane. He reminds me of George the Animal Steel a little bit too, though. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah. just like absolute monster of an athlete, yeah. beats Ono in five minutes. I mean, Ono, he's going to be a mid card jobber at, at that's his ceiling in WWE. Yeah, but, he won't win any more than maybe have a tag run, maybe Kings of Wrestling. Yeah, back. I mean, maybe, maybe that, maybe we could see that Cesaro turns on Sheamus, and we have Kings of Wrestling. Him and him and Ono, that would be good. But, or or Ono versus Big Cass. Yeah, that would be fun to see too. Yeah, uh, but then another match. Then now this was the match of the night for my money on the NXT Easily. card. Alistair Black and the Velveteen Dream. I, I why Dream or Patrick Clark? Why he didn't win in a tough enough? Well, was it three years ago? Yeah. Is beyond me. I mean, the good but news worked out so well for him. The good news for him is that he's only twenty-two, so he doesn't really need wins at this point. He's got yeah. plenty of time to mold his character, but he's kind of got this 
sort of like porn star plus 1980s Prince vibe going on. Yeah. I don't know whether to love him or be disturbed by him. But I love, I, he's great. Yeah, he, he is great. I mean, the crowd was chanting for him. His promos are excellent. And yeah. then just like just his ring gear. It was like Tatanka plus dude love. It was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's. He's what Orlando's Jordan could have and should have been. Yes. And, and then you match him up with this guy in Aleister Black, who's pretty much the metal kid from high school, comes up like he's coming out of a coffin. But it's just, yeah, he great match. Never before have I seen such a pop come from someone just sitting down cross-legged. Yeah. And, the whole, and the whole bit is, hey, so- say my name, Aleister, say my name. Finally pins him, and then... And then... Uh, finally, he picks up. I, I'm convinced this was a shoot. By the way, he yeah. picks up picks up the mic, says, "All right, well, well done, Velveteen Dream." So even though Dream gets his ass kicked, he gets what he wants because even in defeat, he earns Alistair Black's respect. Yeah, and that's that's that signs of possibly a, of a face push or a face turn for Dream, and I think it would work with the fourth match on the card. Yeah. Oh, from uh oh, Andrade San Almas. Mm. Yeah, let, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. Let's let's go that right now while it's fresh in our minds. Drew McIntyre, very short run as NXT champion. Andrade San Almas, I mean, with Zelina Vega, that his push kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting him to get a, to get a shot at the title. And it's only because of Zelina Vega. I think it is. I think Zelina Vega has been great for him over the last two three months, and his two matches with Johnny Gargano really helped push him to main event level. He may not hold that title through January because they have another takeover before Royal Rumble. Yeah. He may lose it to, you know, whether it's McIntyre, whether it's Adam Cole. I don't know who he's going to lose it to, but he's not going to have it very long. I mean, I mean, the, the good news about, about him having the title is that WWE is finally getting, getting some return on their investment from, from pulling money to like spending a lot of money to bring La Sombra to the States. Mm-hmm. And, and- a lot of money. Yeah, and it was and it was a fun match. I mean, Zelina, the fact that she got involved, she's a great in ring worker herself. Maybe she maybe there's a future for her as more than a manager. She cuts yeah. a great promo. Cien Almas, he does really well. And yeah, I mean, I, I was sad to see Drew lose the uh, lose the belt, but the match made up for it because they gave they gave us 15 good minutes. And I think if they, you know, I think they believe that he can. They just wanted to give him a run to get him fresh on people's minds in WWE, and now he can go up to main roster and be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Because he, he's been so, he's so improved, because ever since 3MB ended, he went to the Indies, went to WCPW, he had like a, he, I think he went over um, ICW. TNA. From, yeah, oh yeah, he did go to TNA. Yeah, so he's, his promos are better, his in-ring work is better, that, that's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah, his music is great too. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Uh, next up, we got the Fatal 4 match for the vacant NXT Women's Champion. This was a match where I would have been thrilled regardless of result. Cause yeah, I think I think I saw the I saw this thing of the uh, uh, Peyton Royce was laying on top of Nikki Cross for like 15 seconds, and her shoulders were down. That's going to bring up a whole Ember Moon Peyton Royce thing. Absolutely, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and th- and then just and then Kyrie Sane going for that going for that elbow on top of Peyton Royce, but then but then she gets off of Nikki in the, at the last second. Yes. Yeah, because just all four of these ladies, Ember Moon is probably the best athlete 
in the women's division on both NXT and the main's roster that we've seen in several years. Kyrie Sane has the best elbow drop that I've seen since Shawn Michaels. Nikki yes. Cross is just crazy, and I'm waiting for her to break out of her shell. They're doing a great job of, of she's still got Sandy's theme song, but they're kind of making her her own separate person right now, kind of giving yes. her some distance from the stable. Uh, Peyton Royce, she's kind of got that throwback to the whole TNA bit where it's of the Divas division, but that's what makes her a great heel. And she and Billy Kay having this almost codependent relationship. Beautiful I can't get it. I, I think that's what Andy said. Called them the beautiful people, beautiful people of NXT. Yeah. And I, yeah, because even though the match was only about just under 10 minutes long, it felt longer because it was so action-packed. I didn't realize it was that short. I didn't realize it that until I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a phenomenal match. Finally, the main event, the War Games match, finally giving WCW some more love. You got Undisputed yeah. Era, Authors of Pain, Roddy Strong, and Sanity. Just, oh, God. like we, I could go on and on about this match, but it's getting late. Just... I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. What about you? It was a fun match. It was a, it was a great match. Um, I think Undisputed Era deserved the win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they're going to be good in NXT. I think they're going to be Evolution. They're going to hold all the titles eventually. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, but... And I remember when I was when I read that they were going to take the roof off of the, off of the cage, I said, ah, why are they going to do that? But then you have that great spot with Strong and Cole... Just like mm-hmm. jumping forward on top of everybody. That was that was great. Yeah, and then you got Authors of Pain just splitting Alexander Wolf's head open between the two rings. Um, Roddy Strong kind of embraces Precious Paul Ellering's look. He's looking as badass as he did before. Sandy's being Sandy. Killian Dane with that coast to coast with a garbage can. I screamed. He's so he should not be able to do that. That big man should not be able to do that. He should not be able to do that. And how about just the ring psychology on him, where he, where Sandy gets the okay to leave the shark cage, and then Wolf goes in, and 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 Dana just goes, no, no, I'm going to stay out here, have some toys. I'll come in when I'm good and ready. Yeah, just great storytelling, great build up of all teams. I am going to be so excited for Takeover Philadelphia in the next couple months, and as well as NXT Television. In yeah. the next, in, over the next couple of months, because this show, I don't, I'm not going to say it was the best NXT show yet, because I still think that that uh, Brooklyn Takeover Three is the best they've done. Yeah, that that or Takeover Respect, but yeah. this this was such a great show from top to bottom, and I, everyone got everyone got their due. No one really outshone the other. Yeah, it, it was, was it was it was a good it was a good match, and it got there was a lot more people showcased in the in the matches. Than they usually have because usually they have maybe four, maybe five matches. Yeah, but these were multi multi people matches, so that that's that shows that they can do a lot more with the they have a lot of talent basically. Yeah, and uh, apologies to our fans, my phone's been blowing up because um Eddie who's down New Orleans as I said before he watched the show, he was not a fan of it. He thought that some of the finishes kind of um, took away from how great the matches were. He thought Triple H buried everybody. Eddie's not a happy camper. Maybe we'll talk about it more with him when he gets back next week after yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, Caleb, you got anything you want to add or plug in the meantime? Uh, uh, follow me on uh, Twitter at underscore Caleb Bailey. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JBsWorld3286. Um, that's all for the video vault today. We will be back next week. We'll be taking all this week off for Thanksgiving. Caleb, I want to wish you, want to, <coughs> sorry, I want to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for guest hosting the show. Happy Thanksgiving to you, man. All right. We'll see you soon, all right? All right, don't forget to lock up, folks. Have a great, have a great day.